Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. special six months older than me that allowed her to be in the next grade above me. And, uh, you know, when somebody's one grade ahead of you, they're like, you know, they're like 10 years older. They're in the cool group, and you're just longing to get on that little island. And uh, she was in the class of 79, and we were in the class of 80. And, and between 79 and 80, that just seemed like an uncrossable chasm. And uh, I, I remember thinking, who in the world would ever, we will never live to see 1980. And uh, so, uh, but we did, <laughs> we did, and I was I was glad to be a part of that. But um, beginning in January this year, um, 2018, our theme has been thinking up, and um, it has been all centered around unified prayer. And uh, throughout the year, we've been teaching on prayer, and we've had concerted efforts of focus prayer every Sunday morning uh, to bring us into focus on a particular subject. And then that is, of course, uh, distributed out through the church via email and things of that nature so that we have something to pray about on a daily basis together, the power of being unified in that effort. And I, I just felt, just as we were concluding even just a couple of months ago or a few months ago, that I would just like to continue on with the theme of, of uh thinking up in our 2019 for two reasons. One thing, I really believe that we're headed in the right direction. And uh, secondly, I feel like that we have barely scratched the surface of what the Lord is desiring to do in our midst. And and uh, that's not, I don't mean that as because in, in our ability or our inability to meet the will of God, or but I just believe that the subject of prayer and the, the, the topic of prayer is something that, 
is a vast, very vast thing. And so I believe that um, the gifts of God and the things that He wants to bestow upon us, I do believe they come with stipulations. Amen. I, I don't think the Lord is just in heaven just bestowing things upon just any anybody, but God's going to move among His people, but there has there is some prerequisites on, on our side. And I believe that we must be walking. I believe as a church that we must be not only walking, but we need to be working in harmony. And, um, and so I want to just, I want to speak about that today. Some of the things that Paul addressed, and there are just absolutely so many scriptures that could be used as a catalyst, but uh, I want to go to Romans 12 and 9, and we're going to uh, read from here this morning, and this will be our text. The Bible says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. My Lord, there's a lot of instruction there. Oh, my goodness, a lot of instruction. And uh, it will take a lot longer to live that than it does to read that. But it will be worth the effort to not only read it, but to live it. Beginning uh, in January, January the 1st, uh, we are going to be joining, January the 1st through the 31st, we're going to be joining together with the entire body of the United Pentecostal Church in prayer for the first 31 days. And uh, if you do not have or you do not use email, there are printed prayer guides in the foyer. They're available for you today. And um, But if you have an email address on file here at the church office, then uh, you're going to receive a prayer topic every week. And this is much like we did in November. Uh, this is in addition to our focused prayer that we've had going on for quite some time now. But you'll be receiving that. And uh, what I enjoy about this every December or every January is the fact that we're joining together. There's something powerful about being together, realizing that we are, when we are praying about this, that there are thousands and thousands of voices that are being lifted, centered around one thing. And so you're going to be receiving some information about that in, by, by email or if you'd like a printed copy there in the foyer. And then beginning January the 6th through January the 26th, we're going to be joining together for 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we've been talking about this for several weeks, so this sounds very, very instructional today if, you're, if you haven't been here for a few services. But uh, I hope this is not new information for uh, our church family. But we're going to be joining together for 21 days of prayer and fasting. As, as we always state, if you have health issues that prohibit you or, or, or you, ha- you have to be careful with fasting, we certainly want you to use your own judgment about that. Do what you can and don't allow the enemy to, to defeat you in any of that. Amen. We have a couple of fasting guides to assist you if you want to do the progressive fast or if you want to do the Daniel's fast. Or some may choose to just do a total fast. 
sporadically throughout these 21 days. Whatever you choose to do, we certainly want to help facilitate in any way that we can. And so we have copies of those um, guides in the foyer as well, and you can do that. Whatever you decide to do, we just ask you to join us and do something. Amen. Because we want to make sure that we start this year right, and uh, starting it right is going to be starting it in the in the right spirit. Amen. I do appreciate any season of fasting that I may have and feel prompted to do on my own. And uh, I understand the, what the Scripture says about fasting. And uh, But I also enjoy the synergy that just seems to be, that, that comes our way when we join together corporately in a church fast. And, and uh, we we're kind of can be strength for one another throughout that. And so when we do that, I, I want to challenge us as a church to be very, very intentional about fasting and prayer, and certainly about prayer throughout the month, and most especially during these 21 days. And uh, as we did in November with the 3030 Prayer Initiative, uh, I think it would just be awesome if we could make at least room in our lives every day for 30 minutes of prayer and uh, push everything else aside. There's something very powerful about unified efforts. I mentioned Wednesday night about Satan's attempt to cause division and uh, we need to be wise and not allow him to divide because if he can divide, he can conquer. But if we can stay together. I, I was reading yesterday and came across an, an illustration, a story that was told of a, a small child in a village that went missing. And the child wandered off into some tall grass outside of the jungle and could not be found, although the tribe, other tribe members searched all day. The next day, some of the tribal members decided that they would all hold hands and then they would walk back through the grass and, and together in an effort to try to find the child. And this effort did enable them to find the child, but sadly, due to the extreme bad weather the night before, the child had not survived. Her, his, his, in anguish, the mother, the mother, through her tears, screamed, If only we had held hands sooner. If only we had held hands sooner. Amen. And so I don't want to wait until tragedy strikes to reach out to my brothers and sisters. Amen. I don't want to be the one standing at the end result of something that is some tragedy or calamity, spiritually or naturally, and be thinking, if I had just held hands sooner, this is the day, this is the time. And so I want to decide that I'm going to do that right now. And so I, I don't want us to think that we're just kind of coming together for a cause. I believe that we're coming together for one of the greatest causes of all time, and that is the souls of mankind. Amen. It's not, it's not enough that we share a common goal, that's for sure, because we got to work together without hesitation. Whatever it takes, ever how long, ever how much, let me put my shoulder to the wheel and let me trust and believe God for the answer. Amen. There's so much to be said about the power of unity. So much to be said about what can happen when we put our shoulders together in the same purpose for the same cause. I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful, very appreciative for the fact that when we put our minds together and our strength together and our efforts together, that the Lord can bless what we do and He can bless what we give. Amen to Him. Whatever that may be, whether that is financially or whether that is spiritually, I believe that the Lord can touch us to do just that. I received a, I 
received a text message uh, this week, and I just want to share something with you. I just received it a couple of days ago, and uh, we just received our our CFC offering, and this is from our church, of course, and then we will send that in for our district, for the Florida district. But for the year, our last giving year of Christmas for Christ, uh, Brother Herndon shared with us uh, on a na- on a district level how many of our have how many of our North American churches. Um, the number of people that received the Holy Ghost, the number of first-time guests, and and things of that nature. Uh, but headquarters sent out something this week uh, concerning all of the churches. We have at this point we have three hundred, we have three hundred and eighty-three church planters across North America, and of of those three hundred and eighty-three church planters, there was an average weekly attendance of nine thousand five hundred and seventy-five. There were 9,192 first-time guests. There were 1,915 people that were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 2,298 people baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. That was an end result of people like you and I that said, you know what? I'll, I'll give to Christmas for Christ so that we can further the gospel around the nation of North America. Amen. I'm thankful to be a part of that. We couldn't do that by ourselves. We couldn't get that same end result by ourselves. But the power of one, the power of saying we're going to put our shoulders together and we are going to do this together. Amen. So much to be said for the power of unity. In uh, in the last few services, I noticed that uh, a few different ministers have mentioned uh, the passage of Scripture about the Tower of Babel. It's been mentioned and underlined, of course, that this was a unified effort of man. And because it was a fleshly endeavor, God frustrated their plans. But when you consider the fact of what they could accomplish because they were one... Amen. And then you consider passages like what we find in Nehemiah where we are encouraged by the power of God in unity. Amen. The Bible says, so finish we the wall because the people had a mind to work. Now, I I believe there is certainly uh, a, a, a very definable difference between unity and uniformity. Uniformity demands that we all like the same things, that we all agree on every little point of everything, and that's just not being realistic. Amen. And sometimes we might do ourselves a huge disservice because we want everybody to conform to our way of thinking, our way of, our way of, uh, you know, when my wife and I first got married, um, I, I never liked liver and onions. And, uh, I think I was born into the world not liking liver and onions. But when I first got married, my wife would tell me, she said, but you just hadn't had grandma's liver and onions. And, uh, <laughs> and so it was, it was, it was her mission to try to convert me to liver and onions via her, her grandmother. And, uh, I tried some of her grandmother's liver and onions and I still can't eat liver and onions. <laughs> So we just had to decide there won't be any uniformity on this, but we are going to stay in we're going to we are going to stay in harmony about this, and uh, we're just not all going to have the flavors, the same likes. But but uh, I, of course, I'm not talking about doctrinal and fundamental issues at all. The Word of God decides that. But as a body of Christ, we need to learn to appreciate the unique facets that all of us bring to the table. Amen. As members of the body of Christ, we could be, we could easily be compared to like pieces of a puzzle. And uh, each piece of a puzzle 
has two things. It has a protrusion and it has an indention. Protrusions could represent our strengths, our abilities, our talents, the things that we bring to the table. Our indentions could represent our weaknesses or our faults or our, our limitations or maybe even areas of our life spiritually that remain undeveloped. But the beautiful thing about the pieces of the puzzle is that when you put them together... Amen. The, the, the indentions complement the protrusions and vice versa, and they produce the whole. And so just like if any one piece of the puzzle is missing, just like the body of Christ, there's something obviously out. There's something obviously askew. And so I just want to tell you today that you matter to Jesus Christ, and you furthermore matter to Hatchman Apostolic Church. You're important. Amen. And you can minister to other people in ways that I never could or that somebody else never could. And so when there's just one piece of the puzzle missing, just one, amen, that makes all the difference in the world. And it's very obvious and it affects the outcome. By the same token, the whole body is weakened when somebody is absent from service. We feel their absence. Amen. But when every piece of the puzzle is finally in its place, amen, when it's all there, there's not one piece of that puzzle that is more conspicuous than the other because all of them together form the entire picture and we blend together and that is the power of one and that's what God's church is all about it shouldn't be about one person or one group of people or one ministry over another amen what I should be here today is just nothing more than just one more piece of the puzzle of this entire service Amen. And I appreciate Brother Bobby Gibson filling in on the piano this morning, but this was not the Bobby Gibson hour. Amen. This is not the Bobby Gibson show. And, and he's just glad that you all came. Amen. We're here today just one piece of the puzzle. Just one piece of the puzzle to make the whole. Amen. The power of one. And that's how the church must function. And so this annual day in our church calendar is a very intentional day. It's a day of commitment. Amen. We call it our commitment service. It's a day to be committed. Committing ourselves to prayer committing ourselves to fasting, committing ourselves to church attendance, committing ourselves to one another, committing ourselves to North American missions, committing ourselves to global missions, and committing ourselves to the future of Hatchman Apostolic Church. Amen. We have been talking about our financial commitments for 2019 and uh, and uh, been asking you to pray and, and ask the Lord what He would lay upon your heart. I'm thankful for habitual giving. I'm thankful for for consistent giving, but I don't want to just give this year what I did last year because it's what I did last year or give today in this offering because it's what I've been doing. I want the Lord to move upon my heart. I mentioned several weeks ago, uh, I've asked you if you could would consider an addition to our giving this year to our building program and to, and to our missions fund if you would consider what you could do for our Bible quiz ministry. A few weeks ago, we saw the end result of several years of dedication and investment. Young people stood across this platform and specifically behind this pulpit and they stood with confidence and they shared their hearts and their own words, biblical truths that will live with them forevermore. It is a very, very worthy cause. And so I would just like to ask you to do what you can if you feel that you can. This would be an addition, of course, as I mentioned, to our building fund and missions given. You can do that on person. You In person, you can 
do that online. On our website, you can give one time or you can set to consistently give ever how you feel to do, weekly or monthly. Amen. I, it's not my desire and never been my desire to make anyone feel pressured about giving, but I'm just asking you to do what the Lord would get lay upon your heart. And I don't believe it would go to a more worthy cause. Amen. I'm presenting ministry opportunities this morning. That's what I'm doing. The greatest blessing comes when we, when we give from our living, as one man said, and not from our abundance. And so today would be a great day to recommit to everything that we possibly can, not just financially, but commitments that go beyond that. I'm thankful to be serving a living God. For several weeks, we've also been announcing that today would be our communion service and what a special day this is in our calendar year. I believe that communion is a very significant part of our worship service. From the Bible, we understand that the Lord's Supper is not just a nice religious ceremony, but it is a biblical statute. If we properly understand what this moment in our life is all about, then we can accomplish several things in our life. I believe that communion can usher us into the presence of the Lord in a unique way like nothing else can. I believe that communion helps us deal with with sin and iniquity in our life. Amen. It brings us to a place that I want to get real and ask the Lord. And so we've been talking about it for several weeks because I don't believe that we should come to communion with an unprepared heart. I believe that we ought to pray and say, Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. And, and, and I've taught through the years so many times, that, and I'll continue if the Lord will give me breath to say at some point we have to stop asking forgiveness for besetting sins and ask for deliverance. Amen. Deliver me. If it is a besetting sin, deliver me from that and restore my fellowship. And not only restore my fellowship with God, but restore my fellowship with one another. In, in, in this communion service, we partake first of the bread in Scripture. The bread is symbolic of, of Christ's body that's broken for us. And the Lord's Supper speaks of the death of, the, of Jesus Christ. And it was the death of full suffering which paid the ultimate and final price for our sins. And so every time we gather to take communion, we're remembering, amen, that we are waiting for the Lord's, I'm going to go ahead and say it, soon return. We're not just remembering His death, but we're remembering why He died. Amen. The why is so that He could return again and receive us unto Himself. That's what He said. Jesus took the cup and the bread, and, and they were very two, common, two very common items of His day. He took these common things, as he often did, transformed common things into very meaningful spiritual things. And it was certainly a meaningful and a spiritual experience for those believers on that day. However, the value of this experience depends, I believe, solely upon the heart of those who participate. Because it is a serious thing to come to communion with an unprepared heart. It's also a serious thing to receive communion in a careless manner. I remember several years ago, many years ago now, uh, hearing people that were saying, you know, I'm just not going to take communion because I don't feel like that my life is, uh, that I'm living a life that's worthy of communion. And so I would ask, why not do something about that? Then? I mean, if you're aware that there's something that needs to be fixed, forget about communion. What if the trumpet sounds? 
Amen. I think we, if, if, there's some, if there is something besetting in my life, I need to take care of that right now. Amen. You, you, you might can get by with a leaking faucet as long as you got a sink that'll drain. You, you might can get by with a leaking faucet, but you're going to have to deal with a leaking roof. Amen. And so there may be some things in our life that we can put off, but spiritual matters that have eternal consequences, that's not one of them. And so what a wonderful day to say, God, I want to commit myself to you and I want to make wrongs right. Communion gives us the opportunity for spiritual growth. It gives us the opportunity for blessings if we approach it in the right attitude. And so let's look at what it takes in order for us to receive the blessings of God. And I believe that God desires to give us of those things. I really believe that. I believe that every parent in this house could understand and relate that you enjoy doing things for your children. Amen. You enjoy doing things for your children. So why wouldn't the Lord want to bestow blessings that have already been bought and paid for upon us? I'm going to ask our musicians and our singers to come if they will. And, and I'm going to ask those that, uh, uh, that are going to participate in our communion. If you have, uh, we, at the beginning of our service, we made our communion available. And if you were not here at the beginning of our service or if you were not in the building and uh, if you did not receive a communion cup and you would like to receive one right now, if you'll just raise your hand and we have ushers that are waiting and they will hear some over here there. They will go over there and they'll take care of that and uh, and they'll help you with that. Just if you will, ushers, look out for that. And so if you'd like to participate, they're going to serve you. And uh, if you'll just stay focused while I make some closing remarks. I believe that communion is a time for observation. The broken bread reminds us of Christ's body that was given for us. And the cup reminds us of His shed blood. And so we should look ahead. We should look forward. Amen. We should look within. We must examine our hearts, judge our sins, and confess them to the Lord. I don't think I'm alone here today. I don't think I'm alone here today. I think over the last several days, there have been people that's been on their knees before the Lord saying, God, I need you to help me. We're not just talking about something shallow as New Year's resolutions. We're talking about something of eternal consequence. I don't want to leave anything undone, especially if I am in the presence of the one that can empower me to change. Why would I leave something undone? Why would you drive away with a car that is that has obviously some mechanical problem? Why would you drive away from the auto repair shop with a car that's not fully repaired? And so why would we walk away from this service today? Leaving to chance. Leaving to chance. Amen. I don't want to walk away from the presence of the one that can empower me to change. I think it is impossible... For a true Christian to draw closer to the Lord when he is separated from his fellow believer. We can't be at all with one another and then saying, draw me nearer to you. i got to fix this. And I'm going to ask again, why wouldn't we want to fix that? Why wouldn't we want to fix that? The identity of the church is summarized in John 13 and 35. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. That was the sign. That's how the whole world is going to know that you're mine. 
Because there's going to be a love in your heart for one another. I want to ask you to stand. and I want us to just join together for a, a moment of prayer. And again, this is not, I believe, I don't know if this is right to say, but I believe the prayer we're going to pray right now is kind of like an Elijah prayer. Elijah prayed, he didn't pray a long prayer, lengthy prayer on Mount Carmel. But I believe the prayer that was answered on Mount Carmel was the end result of some consistent praying before he got to the mountain. And so I want us to pray an Elijah prayer this morning. Amen. And I want that to be connected to all the prayers that we've been praying up to this moment. Asking God to help us. Amen. If we have things wrong in our heart, let's ask the Lord to help us make that right. Reveal that to me. Amen. If you don't know what it is, reveal it to me, Lord. Amen. I want to make it right. Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Lord, I love you today and I'm asking you to touch us. God, I need you to begin this work in me. Lord, I pray the power of the Holy Ghost would touch my mind and my heart. God, I want to, I want to move without a fleshly agenda. I just want to live every day with a heavenly agenda. And I pray, God, as I consider the principles of of what we call the Lord's Prayer, as I consider those principles, Lord, as a basis of prayer, I'm asking you today, God, for your will to be done, ultimately. And finally, God, I pray that your will would be done in all of our lives. You alone see through the telescope of time, and you alone peer into our future. And so I'm asking you today, God, to touch me. I pray that you'll help me to be a better husband, a better father. I pray that you'll help me to be a better preacher, a better pastor, Lord. Help me to be a more loving shepherd. Help me to be more compassionate. God, help me to have a burden for souls like I've never had before in all of my life. I pray today, God, for your anointing to be upon all of us as a church. Anoint us collectively, God, and move powerfully and freely among us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to carefully peel back the first layer of the cup that our ushers provided you. And and then when you peel that back, you'll find the unleavened bread. And I'm going to ask you to join together in this communion. And we'll do this together. Amen. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24. And now when he had given thanks, he break it. Speaking of the bread. And he said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And so if you would, if you would take that of that wafer and let's eat that now. Amen. You can peel back the second layer of your cup there. And um, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five, the Bible says, After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. I ask you today to take that, if you will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't you just join hands with somebody close to you? Amen. And let's just pray and ask God to touch us together. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm asking you today, God, to let the power of the Holy Ghost God, we're doing this today in honor of your word and remembrance of your word today, God. I pray for your holy anointing and for your blessings to be upon us, God. 
I pray for a oneness among us, God. I pray for a unity among us as never before. God, as we enter into 2019, God, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost abide in our heart. In our spirit, O oh Lord, I pray, refreshing, I pray, O oh God, that your word would anoint us and it would be pressed upon us, O oh God. That your spirit would flow, O oh God, in our hearts, in our homes, in our services, in our ministries, O oh God. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon every member of our church, O oh God, that our voices and our homes, O oh Lord, would be filled with positive things. That we would be filled, O oh God, with the blessings of your Spirit. That our homes be sanctuaries, O oh God. And let them be a place of refuge for our companions and our children, our friends, O oh God. I ask you to strengthen us today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord, by your holy anointing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I ask you every year, amen, I ask you every year to take this little cup. It's not much, amen, but put that in a conspicuous place, if you will, amen. I want to be reminded of what today has been, amen. I want to be reminded of what today has been. I want to also say if you know of someone that's missing today, absent from church, and maybe they weren't able to be here for whatever reason, if you would like to... If you would like one of the, the communion cups to take to their home and have prayer and communion with them, what a kind thing that would be. Amen. And you can do that right in your home. Amen. And the Spirit of the Lord can move and, and He can minister you in a special way. Amen. I'm going to ask our ushers to prepare again. We have been uh, talking about our commitment cards. You received them. If you did not receive one, you can ask the ushers and they'll help you with that as well. We've really worked our ushers today. <laughs> And uh, they can see, they can help you with that, and um, and so they're going to come and receive our pledge cards today for our our giving into 2019. And while they do that, Brother Osmond is going to lead us in a song, and I'm going to come back with a closing final thought. Amen. Let's worship the Lord in Jesus' name. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.